As I write this, kids are going back to school in many districts while the rest are looking forward to it in the next couple of weeks. The Olympics are over, the NFL preseason is underway and the 2021 regular season will begin soon. Businesses, schools, churches, and all manner of gatherings of people are attempting, with varying degrees of success, to resume a more or less normal life in the face of a continued, and surging, pandemic. Political battles over the degree of control the government has over your life are heating up, with the 2022 midterm still more than a year away. Chaos is still reigning as the new normal in many cities, now more than a year since the Antifa and BLM riots started in the wake of the killing of George Floyd. I included the seemingly out-of-place NFL statement in the last paragraph because, normally, every year at this time, I begin the first of a string of predictions about the outcome of individual games, the season as a whole, and who I pick to be the champion at the Super Bowl. Last year, I didn't do that. In fact, last year was the first year in which I didn't watch even one single game or a part of a game, and it wasn't because of the pandemic. It was because of the asinine national anthem protests and related activities. As a result, the last season in which I did my prognostications was actually the 2018-19 season. I have, however, also made predictions in other areas, particularly in things like the presidential election. Overall, I've become quite good at it, even though one major blunder was my prediction that President Trump would win re-election. But I made a lot of related predictions in my article called Nailed It. With that in mind, I put together my list of prognostications for fall 2021, on a diverse array of topics. Chaos will increase as the school year starts. As the Delta variant of the coronavirus wreaks havoc, most schools will feel compelled to impose either mask mandates, vaccine mandates, or both on their students. The problem with this is going to be some governor's orders to not do that, while parents in some cases will demand some form of remote learning in the same manner as 2020. In states where the governor doesn't forbid these mandates, there will be little problem except from the anti-mask or anti-vax crowd. That crowd will be a problem, anyway, but they will likely become even louder this fall. So, the schools in all states are going to be a chaotic mishmash of grades that require masks, others that don't, and an increasing push to get kids vaccinated, against an equally strong resistance that says they will not comply. As the chaos increases, the likelihood of my next prediction coming true increases with it. The President of the United States will issue a lockdown order, similar to the one in many states in 2020. Notice I didn't say President Biden. The reason for that is contained in the next prediction. In March of 2020, President Trump launched a task force to deal with the pandemic. He mentioned, then, on a video long since taken down from YouTube, that he didn't have the power to issue an order to lock down the whole country, so he left the decision to do this, and the degree with which to do it, to each state's governor. This led to a huge amount of criticism from two sides, one side saying that this was the ultimate in inaction, the other side blaming him for the economic consequences of a lockdown that he never ordered. He didn't call for the lockdowns because he was absolutely right about its legality, it was not within his powers to do so, even under the emergency declaration that he did have the right to do. But with the current Democratic administration, and their general disregard for the law, not to mention their two-faced hypocrisy, the possibility of a nationwide lockdown that overrides all governor's orders is not only likely but virtually certain. The straw that will break the camel's back on this is the chaos in our schools. So long as the Delta variant of COVID-19 continues to rise, and so long as we face the possibility of more mutations, some of which already exist but haven't yet hit our shores, there will be protests, chaos, mandates, then more protests and kids not learning once again. And at some breaking point, the president will issue a nationwide stay-at-home order, and model their definitions for essential employees and such on California Governor Newsom's draconian rules, 
with the following differences. 1. Interstate travel will be severely restricted. 2. FEMA will be involved in distribution of supplies and even food. And 3. There will be no defined end date for opening back up again but there will be a defined end. That end will be when some certain, and much larger, percentage of Americans are fully vaccinated, including children down to a certain age. This lockdown will also ultimately cause a great rebellion, and not just from the anti-vaxxers. There will be a lot of resistance to this, even from people like me who are fully vaccinated, because we will not again stand for our churches being shut down or our schools being forced to follow draconian mandates or our businesses and shops being declared necessary or unnecessary in the grand scheme of things. The nature and scope of that rebellion is a topic for a future list of prognostications. A lot will depend on exactly when the lockdown is started and, very importantly, who starts it. President Biden will no longer be in office by the end of the year. The exact date and method of his removal is hard to predict, but there is no doubt about this, the reason I don't predict, above, that the nationwide lockdown will be imposed by President Biden, is that I don't know if, by that time, Joe Biden is in office or Kamala Harris. In fact, there is a third but much less likely possibility that Harris will, somehow, be removed from office prior to or about the same time as Biden, leaving us with either President Pelosi, God forbid, or someone else entirely. The most likely of these scenarios gives us our first female president. The issue, of course, is President Biden's ever-growing dementia. It's not going to take many more gaffes, blunders, and embarrassing incoherent speeches to force the issue on either using the 25th Amendment to remove him, or a forced resignation. The issues with his dementia should have disqualified him from even running for, much less winning, the presidency. This fall, though I can't easily predict the exact date, these issues will come to a head. It will either be in the form of some major embarrassment in front of some foreign leader, or a press conference, or just the general outcry of a large body of people. Congress, even with its slim Democratic Party majority, will give him the choice to either resign or face the possibility of being removed by the 25th Amendment. It won't be done by impeachment, however. Impeachment is reserved for only the worst of the criminals or insurrectionists, such as President Trump. The January 6th Commission will declare Donald Trump ineligible to run for re-election in 2024. President Trump was impeached for a second time back in January on the charge of inciting an insurrection that we now call the January 6th Capitol riots. Congress knew that this was a show trial and nothing more, because he was already two weeks away from being removed from office due to President Biden's election. Fair or not, fraudulent or not, the fact remains, Trump's second impeachment, aka third coup attempt, was unnecessary and unlawful, and served only to give the Democrats a shot at the real goal of their coup efforts, to not only remove Donald Trump from office but, more importantly, to make it impossible for him to someday return to that same office. Thus, Congress opened up a new investigation and seated a January 6th commission to perform it. When Nancy Pelosi refused to seat two particular GOP congressmen, the true goals of the commission were exposed. They were no longer trying to get to the bottom of the riots or find the truth about the rioters. Proof of this is in the simple fact that not one person, not one, has been charged with insurrection in this matter, despite literally hundreds of arrests so far on a large number of lesser crimes. They want Trump, and they want him bad. Congress will stop at nothing to make sure that Donald Trump is legally prohibited from being able to run, much less win, a second term as president. Congress may even go so far as to charge him with a crime, formally, and at least get him tied up in the courts so badly that he would simply choose not to run or withdraw his candidacy if he first declares it. Either way, the commission will wrap up soon, and their findings will either make or break Donald Trump's ability to become the next Grover Cleveland. Two states won by Joe Biden, 
possibly three, will determine through their auditing processes that Donald Trump won their states. Nothing will come of it, for two reasons, but it will at least be statically determined that there was sufficient fraud in two of the six contested states during the 2020 presidential election, to decertify or even overturn the election in those states. The two reasons it won't mean anything other than statistics are, one, even if one of the states that does this is Pennsylvania, it would take Pennsylvania plus at least two other states to statistically overturn the election, so Joe Biden will still have the majority of electoral votes, and two, there is no provision in the Constitution for overturning an election once the new president has been inaugurated. Of course, something could maybe be put together, but it wouldn't be easy or quick, and would likely be a moot point by the time the 2024 election rolls around anyway. The most likely states where this could happen are Arizona and Georgia, with Pennsylvania right behind both. Even in the very unlikely event that all three of those states get overturned, which would give a majority of electoral votes to Donald Trump, you still have the constitutional crisis of not having any procedure by which Trump would be reinstated, sorry, pillow man, but it ain't happening. All that could be done for now is noting the information for the history books. But even that is unlikely in the face of the likely possibility that Donald Trump would be at least accused, if not actually indicted, for insurrection in the January 6th riots, as per the commission. So are there any predictions to be made that aren't grim? Yes, absolutely. It is sometimes difficult to distinguish between a positive prediction and wishful thinking. Furthermore, my track record on positive predictions isn't nearly as good as are my predictions of doom. I could always make predictions like Nancy Pelosi will step down as Speaker of the House or Donald Trump will be reinstated as President or we will suddenly see cases and hospitalizations from COVID-19 drop dramatically by such and such a date, but such predictions are far too unlikely to occur to qualify as a legitimate prognostication. There is nothing happening now that would lead to these things happening this fall, and therefore predictions like that are technically non-sequitur. But a small handful of things can be predicted even if they are at least a little bit less likely than the earlier negative predictions. Gas prices will stabilize at approximately the current level. After the initial sharp rise in prices that saw the nationwide average for a gallon of gasoline climb above $3 for the first time since the Obama administration, gas prices seem to have leveled off. In Texas where I live, the price at our favorite local pump has been $2.89 for over a month now. I think the factors that caused the initial rise, mainly the shutting down of the Keystone Pipeline project, have stabilized, and this has caused the gas prices to do likewise. I don't think they'll go down, and very little if they do, but I don't think they're going to go much further up either. The Atlantic hurricane season will end with no major, Category 3 or higher, storms impacting the U.S. At nearly the halfway point of the hurricane season, the predictions made by the National Hurricane Center of a busy and severe hurricane season had to be revised several times. Although the possibility is always there of having a hurricane, at least Category 1, make landfall in the U.S. later in August or September, the odds go down sharply once you reach October. Furthermore, wind and current patterns reduce the predicted number of major, Category 3 or higher, hurricanes to just three. In a typical hurricane season, there are almost twice that many major storms, and only one out of those five on average impacts the Gulf or Atlantic coasts. We have, in fact, already had one hurricane landfall in the U.S. this year, Elsa, in Florida, in early July, a Category 1 storm that caused only minimal damage, in the U.S., anyway, it made a mess of Canada, Greenland, and Iceland later on. Tropical Storm Fred is predicted to stay under the hurricane threshold as it moves up through Cuba and possibly to Florida. Here in what is normally the second most active month of the hurricane season, behind September, there is no other development going on. Although this will certainly not be the quietest season, like 2013, 
it will still be relatively quiet, at least when compared to 2020 or 2005. Most of the coming NFL season will enjoy fans in the stands and an enjoyable time by all. The key word here is most. If my above prediction of a lockdown happens before the end of the regular season, that will make the playoffs, at least, look like earlier this year, with no fans in the stands. But in the meantime, the NFL should enjoy an overall much better season than last year. Ticket sales are down, but not by as much as was once predicted. And they're down because the NFL still will not take any action against the protesters. This, in turn, will probably keep the TV ratings at least a little bit down, and I will be among those not watching. When things change, I'll be happy to watch my Cowboys go at it again. For what it's worth, I predict the Cowboys will go 10-6 and win their division this year, but 6 of those 10 wins will be against division foes in the weakest division in the NFL. They'll most likely be the number 4 seed, though possibly number 3, and get beat in the wild card round of the playoffs for the 6th time out of the last 10 years. And then again maybe Jesus will return to rapture his church and we won't have to worry about any of the bad stuff predicted above, anyway. That will happen someday, of course, but trying to predict it for fall 2021 is just date setting of an event for which we cannot know the day or the hour anyway. All we can say about it is that it is coming soon and an hour we least expect. That's the ultimate prognostication. Subscribe to the Gary Pages. Enter your email to subscribe to notifications from the Gary Pages. Email address. Subscribe.